Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who would never call a woman a girl, my politically correct friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm feeling rather sleepy, but um, doing really great, actually, because I've been so busy. No, I, in fact, I was remarking today, they refer to the middle school girls soccer team as the women's soccer team. And I'm like, well, all right, then. So certainly not. In high school, they call they call it boys and girls. They say like boys 100, girls 100. They don't, and these are high school kids. These are 18 year olds. So, jeez. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure what boy- they do. I think college is when they change it over to women and men. <laughs> All right. Well, I, that that's fine with me. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, this book has uh, men and women in it, and uh, I like that. And this first book is from September of 1977. Marvel Team Up 61, featuring Spider-Man and the Human Torch, in Not All Thy Powers Can Save Thee, written by. Chris Claremont, art by John Byrne, and ink by Dave Hunt. James B., I have a surprise for you. I was so busy this week, I subcontracted out this summary, and uh, my daughter, Lily, she wrote it, and she's going to read it. Lily, tell us what happened. We open in the Fantastic Four headquarters not long after Spider-Man's battle with Equinox. Suddenly, Spider-Man gets attacked by a multi-powered villain, mimicking the same powers as the Fantastic Four. The Human Torch saves Spidey. The Torch says that Spidey couldn't have been attacked by the Fantastic Four because they weren't present. So this is one guy. I understand this this Skrull. There are lots of Skrulls who can change shape, but there's only one Super Skrull. Um, I don't want to tell you his entire story right now. So, uh, Lily, just uh, continue with the summary. Speaking of long stories, Torch tells the tale of the legendary Soul Taker from an Indian tribe. Skrull was held captive in the wand, and because of Spidey's earlier disturbance at the Fantastic Four headquarters, Skrull reappears and attacks. Captain Jean DeWolf is alerted by the battle, missing breakfast with Lieutenant Scarf and cordons off the area where the supers are battling. Spidey forms a plot to shock Skrull, but the plan fails. At the end, a furious Skrull Shouted for Spidey to perish. All right, Lily. Yeah, Eddie, you can you can replace you with Lily anytime. She did a great job. <laughs> yes, Lily, great job. Thank you. All right, I I think that's that's all Lily's going to have for our podcast. But, although it is a fantastic contribution. I feel a little bit of Eddie in there. She really has a, <laughs> has a little bit of your readability in her. So it's it's good to see that the podcast will be able to continue years after you're gone. <laughs> yes, thank you. Great, Lily, you can carry on. All right, why don't you say goodbye? Goodbye. Uh, another setup for some kind of epic saga is starting to form here. We got the Human Torch, Captain Marvel, Tigra, uh, this, even the Super Scroll. Eddie, these are big names. These aren't like Deathlock, Kill Raven, and the Son of Satan. I I know the story's not easy to follow, but at least I know the players. Yeah, I was confused by Super Scroll at first, but. Then I realized, you know, we're bringing in all sorts of characters uh, into this this issue. So why don't you um, tell us about the title of the next one, and we can conclude it. Okay. Can I um, can I add one more thing in here first? Sure. Haven't we seen Spider-Man basically defeat the entire Fantastic Four? I was going to talk about this. Yes. He is equivalent in power to all four of them. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not so worried about him fighting one guy with all those powers it's pretty similar and uh i guess the only other thing i wanted to touch on from this book was 
it was nice to see uh, Jean DeWolf once again in her office. Usually she's just like appearing at the scene. She was actually like hanging out and getting ready to have breakfast. It was nice. No, just me. Okay. <laughs> From October of 1977, Marvel Team Up 62 featuring Spider-Man and Miss Marvel in all this and the QE2 written by Chris Claremont, art by John Byrne and ink by Dave Hunt. QE2, what a mysterious title this is. Um, this is the Queen Elizabeth 2, I think. It's going oh. I it's an ocean liner. That's what I thought it was going to be when I read this. I think I put this in my notes because that's the um. QE2. It's literally a thing. All right. Thank you for clearing that up, James. Do you, do you really like not know what the QE2 is? Is that what you I, saw that? I, no, I really didn't get it. I, I don't think I got it at all until what, you told me. <laughs> I, I what, what do you, what are you, I mean, when are you born? 80, what, 82 or something? When are you born? When's 1983. Born? Thank you. You were close though. <laughs> okay. All right. So I feel like you'll start knowing stuff uh, uh, in about two years worth of our books. These references will make more sense to you. But yeah, the QE2, whatever. <laughs> Why don't you do? Why don't you do this summary here? Uh, we open with the Super Scroll viciously attacking Spider-Man in a train yard. Uh, Captain Jean DeWolf helplessly watches as the battle rages until an explosion buries Spidey and sends Scroll flying. We soon learn Scroll was blasted onto a ship where he finds a clay figurine containing a crystal capable of creating an antimatter star drive. Okay, first of all, you need to call him Super Scroll. He's not just Scroll. Like that's <laughs> it's literally his name. It's like calling Spider-Man man. Like just dropping off the part you don't care about. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, please call him Super Scroll. And this is not actually what happens at all, what you said. Uh, <laughs> it's really All right, help me out. There was an explosion and it yes. buried Spidey. It okay. didn't send Scroll flying into a ship. Scroll just left and purposely flew into the ship attacking it. Okay. All right. He wasn't blown. He wasn't blown like five miles out to the middle of the ocean, <laughs> and then happened to go randomly into a ship that had the crystal figure he was looking for. He left and went out there and broke into steel. It's like, oh, thank God, I got blown into the ship with the. No, he went there on purpose. <laughs> here, here I am thinking it was just a coincidence. <laughs> you know, I don't think Lily would have made this mistake. Yes. <laughs> Eddie, um, Flash Thompson is the number one Spider-Man fan, but I want to let you know that I'm going to put Gene DeWolf ahead of Joe Robbie and fandom. Ooh. She is super helpful when she sees Spider-Man, and she's thankful that he's there. Joe Robbie has been a little uh, annoyed with Spider-Man lately and doesn't always give him exactly what he needs. So I, I'm calling it now. Gene DeWolf, she's like, Thank, thanks for being here, superheroes, and what do you need, Spider-Man? And like, you know... <laughs> They're 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 a good group. So things are things are really looking good for Spider Man. All right, all right. I will remember this just like you remember my first Joe Robbie experience. Um, well, just as things are looking good for Super Scroll, Miss Marvel shows up and chows him. Yeah, Spider Man also when he sees Miss Marvel, he's like, he kind of thinks he knows her, which is going to be something we're going to be talking about for like three of these four books. He's like staring at people like, I think I know this girl. Um, but I want to talk about the Cree and the Skrulls for a minute. And this Please, is of, thank you. Yeah, and for our listeners that have written into us in the past, they really enjoy when I ask you questions about the MCU, and they're always fun to find out what Eddie knows and doesn't know. <laughs> so, Eddie, here's my first question for you. Based on the movies... Um, oh, bad start. <laughs> go ahead. What do you know about the Cree and the Skrulls in uh, the movies? Uh, Anything. Let's see. Uh, I won't even edit there. this. I'm not going to edit this. <laughs> 
Um, uh, are, are they in a Thor movie? Okay, so the Cree <laughs> and the Skrulls. Uh, okay, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, she's 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 like a human. Yes. But, but like she ends up converted into a Cree, I believe. But the the important part for you to know about the Cree Skrulls in the Kree Skull War, which is going to happen in the Avengers books at one point, is that in the comic books, the Kree, which look like humans, are the good guys, and the Skrulls, who look like monsters, are the bad guys. However, in the MCU movies, they flipped it on its head. They made the Skrulls, the ugly monsters, the good guys, and the Kree, the oh. villains, which was a great thing to do because, you know, that's kind of like that Twilight Zone effect where... What you think is going to happen based on the look is, is not exactly true. So the scrolls are always bad in the comics. Um, now, Super Scroll at one point is going to become almost like a, I think it's like a little bit of like a Venom storyline that he's sort of like an anti-hero because he's he's a special scroll. But scrolls are bad and and uh, Kree are good in, in the comics. And Miss Marvel is essentially like because see, remember Captain Marvel is a. Do you remember Captain Marvel from Marvel Team Up? Uh, yes, I do. That's where Spider-Man thinks he knows her from. He's like, hey, I think I know oh. you. It's like, yeah, no, it's the other Captain Marvel dude. You know what I mean? So, oh, Thank goodness you're here, James B. Well, I was just impressed at how powerful the uh, Super Scroll curl is. Um, and several characters in this, like like you said before, alluded like, oh, no, we don't have the Avengers or the Fantastic Four. You'll never defeat him, Spider-Man. And, you know, he's he should be equally as powerful as him. Um, also when we saw him, like, since we just read about Equinox, I'm like, wow, changing powers. Cause he's using all four of the fantastic four powers at different times. Uh, you know, he's like Equinox, right? Well, he's, Super Scroll's been around a lot longer. He's been around since like, Fanta I looked it up. It's Fantastic Four 18. I know this cause I've read all those books, <laughs> but no, I know he's like, he's, he's OG. I mean, he's. Spider-Man's on issue six and Super Scrolls around. So this guy's been around a while. But Eddie, you have another two or three sentences left to wrap up the story. Why don't you finish up the summary? The pair battle with Super Scroll, overpowering Miss um, Marvel. Thankfully, Spidey is there to save her, and with their combined powers and plan, they trap Scroll long enough to use the crystal to send him through a celestial gateway far, far away. Yeah, I was I was like meh on this ending. So they Basically, it's one of those situations where you're a villain and you try to get some kind of power and people are like, okay, you want power? I'm going to overload you with power. And that's basically how they got rid of him. And that that's it for Super Scroll and Marvel team of number, what is this, 62? Yeah, I was yeah. surprised that this is how it wrapped up. I thought this was going to go on for book after book after book. But uh, Chris Claremont and John Byrne and uh, company had another book they wanted to start writing. So they jumped over and from November of 1977, Marvel Team Up 63 featuring Spider-Man and Iron Fist in Night of the Dragon, written again by Chris Claremont with John Byrne and ink by Dave Hunt. Uh, Danny Rand, a.k.a. Iron Fist, is training when Peter Parker knocks on his door. Joe Robbie has sent Peter to photograph Danny Rand's exclusive home. But before Peter can begin, Danny gets an ominous message from Steel Serpent, challenging him to a duel. Peter knows something is up, so when Danny drives off, he puts a spider tracer on the car. Yeah, and when Spidey shows up later, he says, Hey, I follow Danny Rand, and what do I find? A pile of Danny Rand's clothes, and Iron Fist is there duking it out. 
you know, Eddie, we thought the crime stories were over, and all we had is karate stories. But uh, boy, are we mistaken. We, you know, we just had issue. Uh, we just did our podcast 125, and it was crime story mania. And here they are again, <laughs> going on in the Marvel team ups as well. This is a, uh, it's out of control. Can't can't get rid of these mysteries. Um, well, Spidey finds Danny unconscious after a thorough beating from Steel Serpent. As Spidey sizes up his new foe, Steel Serpent sucks all of Iron Fist's power out of him. Things look bad, but Misty Knight, who learned of the location of the duel while spying on crime boss Bushmaster early in the book, shows up with a laser gun and scares Steel Serpent off. In the last panel, it appears Iron Fist is dead. Um, you know, I may not be a big fan of Marvel team-ups, but I'm almost sure I would not enjoy these martial arts comics. Superpowers are, I guess so, I don't totally understand, but it's this, he's constant, like, both these villains, or both these characters are naming their moves during the fight and thinking in a really, like, stoic, kind of emotionist manner. It's it's not my style. Okay, Eddie. Martial arts battles or gun battles like the Hitman? Who do you want oh. around in your comic book? Good Lord. <laughs> I have to choose one, I guess. Oh. I, they're similar. The Punisher behaves in a very similar manner as Iron Fist, in my opinion. At least how he talks and is written. Very similar. Um, uh, I, I guess I'll take... Can we alternate? Can I just take one of them and then the next one the next time so I don't have constant gun or martial arts battles? <laughs> sure, sure, you can. <laughs> Great. But before we do the last book, this whole Iron Fist storyline is more confusing than the Super Skull storyline. And uh, I'm I'm not super comfortable with it. That being said, I am very comfortable with the characters. I do know a lot about Iron Fist and and uh, Colleen Wing and, and, and Misty Knight because... They were on the shows that you probably watched also. Did you watch like Luke Cage and Iron Fist on Netflix, Eddie? I, I did watch Luke Cage a long time ago, but I never watched Iron Fist. Uh, if you watched if you watched all those shows through the end and through the Defenders, Misty Knight actually gets her bionic arm, which she has here Ooh. in the show. She like, you know, she gets it, you know, blown off or whatever. So she they they're true to that. But there also there's a relationship here where Misty Knight's with Iron Fist in the comics and she's with kind of Luke Cage, I guess. You know, I mean, obviously in the MCU, she's definitely more with Luke Cage, but uh, and Colleen Wing is sort of with Iron Fist instead. So they, they kind of have a different story there. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, or maybe not, depending on where we are. But let's just take it back to <laughs> December of 1977. It's Marvel Team Up 64, featuring Spider-Man and the Daughters of the Dragon in If Death Be My Destiny, written once again for the final time Today, by Chris Claremont, art by John Byrne, and inked again by Dave Hunt. Iron Fist is recovering from his battle with Steel Serpent with some help from Colleen, Alice, Misty, and Spider-Man. They decide they can only save Iron Fist by restoring the power that was taken from him by Steel Serpent. James B., there's a moment here where Spider-Man's boots are referenced again. His powers are working through his boots... Uh, this is not the contemporary version of Spider-Man, since we recently talked about how there was a hole in a shoe, and well, um, he had that problem. Yeah, but his powers work through his costume, don't they? He can touch his costume hand to the walls and climb, like his gloves. 
I, I guess through the thin layer of fabric. I, right. Does he have gloves on? He doesn't have gloves. He, Spider-Man always wears gloves. Well, He's in a costume. I guess that's true. And like you allow that, right? You're not like, oh no, the costume. I true. mean, it's obviously it's, well, yeah. So there you go. So like, how, what's the what's the, the like? Is it like a magnet? Like, what level of thickness can it can he reach through? Yeah, that's my question. I mean, a boot. I describe a boot as something with a thick sole. No, but there's so. no way though that his Spider-Man costume that he's got packaged up, he's got like a huge thick sole to it. It's no way. It's like a it's like a ninja tabby boot. It's gonna be super yes, thin. It's gonna be thin, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, All I right. have a question for you, though. Speaking of uh, uh, ancient ninja tabbies and customs, why uh, were they mentioning Spider-Man's boots here, Eddie? Oh, well, he was trying to walk into um, the house and... Um, Colleen, I think. I think. The, Colleen, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, she says, hold on, pal. That's a tatami mat floor. No shoes allowed. You can leave your boots outside. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man in typical Spider-Man sassy style flips upside down decides to walk on the ceiling so problem well, solved <laughs> yeah and in my house by the way um we don't make people take off their shoes it's just never really worried oh. about it it's true interesting yeah. all right well across town uh the serpent is loving his power so much that he has a flashback recalling his time at kun Lun as his montage reaches its climax spidey attacks uh misty and colleen show up to help until Iron Fist returns to battle. As the Steel Serpent battles, the power within him begins to burn him up. Iron Fist grabs the serpent and tries to save him by reabsorbing power out of him, but it doesn't work, and the Steel Serpent is no more. Misty gives him a smooch, and the heroes depart. (laughs) I know you know quite a bit more about these characters, James B., but this story is just confusing for me i i don't really know who they are very well and marvel team up doesn't do a great job of explaining to me exactly you know the relationships going on here not not my cup of tea this time around we've got a listen to the podcast uh, jvd i think it's at jvd of tvd and he did that kung fu podcast as well uh, yeah um, and, you know, we've talked to him a little. He, he would understand all this, but it's hard. It's it's not super. It's difficult with the relationship between who Iron Fist is compared to the Steel Serpent. And they both have parents. And I believe Iron Fist's dad is has an opportunity to, like, he can be the Iron Fist, but he chooses instead to, like, not be Iron Fist and goes back and, you know, gets married and has a kid. You know, there's some storyline there, and then there's another yeah. guy who wants that power. But boy, it's no, not for me either. I'm I'm not going to do that. But one thing I did notice is he again, Spider-Man for two books in a row is like, hey, I feel like I know you, Misty Knight. Hey, I feel like I know you. And she's like, oh yeah, remember you met me back in issue one of Marvel Team Up. You you saved me from some guys mugging. So of course I I'm like <laughs> I need to go see this. So I go look, and it's <laughs> it's not Misty Knight, but it looks kind of like it. And I'm googling. Misty Nightmares, and then the, the, it's what's called a retcon. You know, they yeah. they were like, hey, let's just pretend that they know each other. And you know what? I'll let it go. Sure. Could have been her. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised she was getting, there was nothing in there that blatantly made her seem like she was incompetent or overly competent. So I'm going to I'm gonna let that one go. Oh, thank goodness, James B. Uh, well, you can email us anytime. Hold on, you... hold on, oh. emailing people. Oh, 
I we almost forgot the can't, sponsor. Can't wrap up the show without the sponsor. <laughs> Darn. It's a quick sponsor anyway, because oh, okay. the sponsor is, is one that's paid for us for a multi-year deal. Eddie, <laughs> just a reminder, I know that you probably love toys, and the good news is the Tinkerer had gathered up three Marvel team-up villains, I mean, a team-up experts, to help design the newest line of Marvel team-up action figures. Eddie, you may recall monster creator Baron von Ludwig von Schupp. The Mad Thinker and the Puppet Master have lent their expertise to create these toys that kids want to play with and collectors want to collect. And Eddie, the fifth set has three figures. And I'm not sure if you're going to know who they are, Eddie, but they come from these Marvel team-up issues. Do you want to take a take a guess at any of them? I, I, it's, uh, I mean, big, these are big, These be... are important figures, actually. These yes, are not... Well, probably not... like Super Scroll with like a Thing Fist. That'd be really cool. Um, I'd go for a Captain Marvel and... Oh, an Iron Fist would be great, too. All right. you. Let's see how close you came. Um, okay. So, you might recall, uh, from Marvel Team Up 63, uh, villain, by the way, villain, the crime okay. boss, uh, Bushmaster, who was played by Mustafa Shakir in 11 episodes of Luke Cage, Eddie. This is a regular character. What an awesome piece of your collection. Um, also, in this fifth set, we have... Dr. Alice, who helped patch up Danny Rand in Marvel Team Up 64. Remember she said, I'll be back in the morning and check on him? Oh, yes, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> and obviously I'm saving the best for last because yes. this one here is is probably the piece that most collectors will be after. So uh, make sure upside, you... Upside down Spider-Man. Upside down Spider-Man, right? Well, he's this guy's in 61 and in 62. Okay. In both issues. Um, he didn't get to go uh, to breakfast, but Lieutenant Scarf is there with Eddie. A kung fu grip. Watch him grab that spoon and stir his coffee when he actually gets to go with Gene DeWolf to yeah. breakfast. Think of the fun you can have. God. Is he so, already like seated at a table having some oatmeal in the morning? <laughs> he's got kung fu features. He's he's more posable than the other. So he can be like, we have to catch the Bushmaster. And then the Bushmaster can be like, you're not going to catch me, Scarf. But anyway, Eddie, I hope... Um, this might be a good reward for a young lady who helped read the summaries today. So uh, oh, yeah. would you like me to put in your order right now? Or do you want to talk after the episode? Uh, uh, let me uh, discuss it with my household, see how excited they are. I'll get back to you, James B. All right. Well, if the listeners want to share with us how much they love this fifth set of the Marvel Team Up toys, how could they reach out and tell us? Oh, I'm sure I'll be writing in to Let's Read Spider-Man at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. <laughs> Lieutenant Scarf. <laughs> Do you remember him? He's the guy who couldn't go to breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> A perfect right. sponsor toy. Yeah. You don't think Let's You don't think Lieutenant Scarf is important? Uh, you know, I may live to regret this, but no, I don't think he's important. Okay. <laughs> I'm James B. Joined by Eddie. And remember, listeners, if you are fighting for your life and need to confuse an enemy, explain to them the relationship of all these Kunlun characters and they will be so confused you should be able to escape. Goodbye. Goodbye.
I like that how we didn't say what we were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to stop there either. So. <laughs> Eddie, Chris Claremont's supposed to come in here and write some amazing books. So could you argue that 63 and 64 are good? Could you argue? I, I You know, if I had been reading lots of comics at this time, yes. I mean, I would probably be really excited if I was a regular Iron Fist reader and... I got more Iron Fist in my Marvel team-ups with one of Marvel's greatest characters, Spider-Man. I, I like yeah. that he's got a decent supporting cast, too. Oh, I, Misty, Misty Knight appears on the cover in full form of uh, Marvel Team-Up 64, you know, like underneath Spider-Man's face. She has a bionic arm and a laser gun. Like, that's a good... That's And she's a cop, right? Yeah. She. I, yeah. I mean, I couldn't... You could help me, probably. I thought she was some sort of spy, but... I think she's yeah. an undercover cop. I think that's what she's doing with Bushmaster. Bushmaster is like a major. She's like he's like a major. It's like hanging out with like, like the kingpin in, in Spider Man's world. It's not like like some schlep. It's not like Mister Morgan. You know what I mean? It's a real, it's a real villain. I mean, Misty does state she's been undercover. You know, pretending to get along with him for a long time. So, I, I didn't shrug him off when I read it. I thought, hmm, we might see this guy again. What'd you think of the torch? Saving Spider-Man and then Spider-Man like fighting him again anyway because he thought he was being attacked by him in the first place. Spider-Man's not too smart. Uh, I, any chance he gets to fight the torch, he's going to take it, I think. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even want to believe that he was confused. He was just like, ah, I'll get a couple of cheap shots of this guy I don't really like. So <laughs> could this this could be the longest standing like rivalry between two characters in Spider-Man. He's still like getting along with them, right? Yeah, because he's made peace with Flash Thompson at least. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing's nothing's longer, right? He's not really fighting the Torch, you know. And the Torch stands up for him a lot. The Torch has been very good to Spider-Man lately. So Spider-Man's costume fireproof. Uh, I, I it's specifically drawn when the Torch is carrying him. His like hands are like hands are oh, not fire. So gotcha. He did that move. Okay. I, if I was in a nylon suit that close to the Human Torch, though, I would. <laughs> Almost certainly catch on fire. So it's probably asbestos. He probably took advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> probably to, when, an opportunity that you did. You ever invest in asbestos like we discussed? I <laughs> uh, no, I have not invested in any asbestos. 